Uh, you definitely want somebody that's going to take a holistic approach and look at the entire picture so that we know the blueprint, we have the foundation, and now we can build wealth from there. Hello and welcome to the Executives Checklist. I'm honored today to have my buddy James Watson, who is a top-notch financial banker, investor. How would you label yourself? Investment advisor. Investment yeah. advisor. And it is February the 28th. 2020 and the coronavirus has sent the markets into a tailspin in this podcast we want to talk a little bit i want james to talk about one about as an investor you know then you say you want to get in the market and you're you're, you don't know what to do Uh, but also in that can we get an update on the market like what does this mean what's this doing i mean is it a good time to get in while it's down like this because you can ride it back up I mean, just tell us your thoughts on it. Uh, for sure. So talk about kind of a recap of the week and and, and the equity markets across the globe and the coronavirus, because that's what's dictating the, the price behavior right now. So this has been the worst week in the S&P 500's history. Wow. Um, it's been the swiftest correction that's ever been recorded from a top to a corrective move. Uh, so it, there's a lot of fear in the market right now and it's all derived around the coronavirus but i think what you have to do is you have to anytime you have something like this you have to step back and put whatever that fear is and whatever the media sensationalizing putting out there what um put it in context and so what i do is i like to do due diligence and i call all my clients that are doctors especially i said tell me about this and so essentially what they said um, and after doing some research is I'll give you an example in 2018, 80,000 people in the United States died from the flu virus. Okay. That's crazy. 80,000 on average worldwide, you get anywhere from 290 to 650,000, depending on the year people die from the flu virus and the markets are in a tailspin because 90,000 people have been infected and 3000 people have died. See, this is one of the things I struggle with the stock market. Right. This is one of the reasons I like real estate. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Because my rental properties, they're still renting. My rent, real estate values are still the same. Exactly. But it's not driven by fear. Yeah. And this is one of the things that's really always kind of bothered me about the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's happened. It's created this, this immense fear in, in the equity markets and around the globe. Um, when 3,000 people have passed from this, and when you think the, the traditional flu killed 80,000 in the United States, but we didn't hear anything about that. And so there's just been all this concern, which has really uh, drove the market downward. Now, once you get that in context, the market at some point today was down about 17% and it's pulled back. So anywhere from 14 to 17% from the highs is in this week alone. Uh, so it's presented opportunities, right? And so I wouldn't say the coronavirus is, is all of it. The market got a little frothy. Um, after a big year last year. So, so there was some correction to be had yeah, there already. For sure. Yeah. It just usually doesn't have, happen this quick and this swiftly. So I think it was amplified because of the fears of the coronavirus. But the market did need to pull back some to reset valuations. Because uh, so, those are actually healthy when you have pullbacks. You need to reset valuations so then you can move forward. It's just you'd like to be able to predict it coming better. Yeah, correct. But th- that's something uncontrollable, mm-hmm. right? You can't control that. And, and uh, you know, if I had a, a crystal ball, I'd be in an ivory tower looking down on everybody at some point, right? But um, so what's what's happened now is 
now you've had that reset and now you have all these analyst expectations coming down. You have all these companies resetting full year earnings forecast, uh, which is a good thing, right? Because you're getting this reset. So if they exceed those expectations, you, you can see the market drive mm-hmm. higher. Uh, I personally uh, believe that, that all this will kind of wash over over the next, you know, two, three, four, five, six months and the market will grind higher from here. So, so you're saying it's going to stay down for that amount of time? No, I mean, it'll have swings back and forth, right? You'll see, you'll see the market ride up and then it'll probably come back down. Do you see it coming down more? Uh, could it? Yeah. I mean, it definitely could, but there's some support levels under the market right now that kind of held today, but it easily could, you know, we could gap down on Monday. So how could somebody capitalize on that? Like what, what could you, what would you want to be in? Well, I think it's it's a it's a strategy, right? You would want to have a good asset allocation diversified strategy of what stocks and or bonds that you want to purchase. But then the way you execute that strategy is probably the most important part. So what I'm doing for clients right now, fortunately, we sold out when we felt like things were getting frothy. Uh, not entirely, but we had a lot of cash on the sidelines during this pullback. So it's given us an opportunity to dip in. So we bought a little bit I've yesterday. I've noticed that like... Because, you know, yeah. James handles my money and yeah. my kids' money yeah. and stuff. And so I'll go look on the portfolio, <laughs> and it'll be like all cash. Yeah. yeah. Almost all cash. Yeah. I'm like, dude, why are we in all cash? Yeah. Because there's a correction coming. Yeah, yeah. So, and so we're just, I'm just waiting for that, and then we'll get back in. So. For sure. Yeah, and so and then I'll dip in. And so we dipped in yesterday, um, and then we dipped in late in the day-to-day. Uh, a little, little um, professional advice is, we never trade in the first hour of the market. We call that amateur hour. Um, I typically do all my trades last hour of the market because that's when the market really starts to show which direction it's going to move. And so because of that, yesterday and today, we were able to capture some really good prices on some things. But you want to we call it dollar cost averaging. So identify a percentage that you're willing to risk and put a 10% of my cash in, right? Then the next day, 10% of my cash in. And then maybe it's a week later before you put 25% of your cash in. So that's a good way when you have volatility like this and you don't know where the bottom is, is to kind of push market, push money in the market that way. Um, which kind of comes in full circle of like a good strategy for a household um, with our finances. And kind of there, there's a general rule that everybody talks about is, you know, 50, 30, 20, right? So f- spend 50% of, of your income mm-hmm. on your expenses spend 30% on your wants and then 20% on savings, investments, paying down debt, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and I think that's a, that's a good rule. And I think a lot of people live by that. It, it needs to be varied a little bit because it depends on what city you live in, what the cost of living is, yeah. things like that. So you can f- fluctuate. I'm a little bit more strict in the way that I've lived my life. Um, so my life can run from 40 to 50% on expenses I do the inverse typically. I do thirty percent on savings and investments, um, and then only, or th- real, roughly thirty to probably forty percent on savings and investments. And I do about ten percent on um, on once. Yeah, because again, I'm big on delayed gratification. Sure. So I would rather my money work for me than me work for my money. So I want to put as much into that bucket of savings and investments as possible, because. You know, I don't want to always punch a time clock. So do you recommend for somebody that doesn't know the market, you like, but they, you know, they want to invest in different things. Um, how do you, how do you think they should get into that? Should they like go try to 
get on there where they can trade themselves or go to somebody like yourself who is an advisor that can look at their household, look at their income. Because what you do is you sit down, because you've done it with me, mm-hmm. you sit down and you look at your budget, mm-hmm. you look where you're spending your money, mm-hmm. you look at your age, mm-hmm. your kid's situation, your college situation, what that's going to be like if you have kids that are going to go to college. For sure. And then you help come up with a plan. Yeah. And then based on how conservative or aggressive that person wants to be, then you put them into the markets and into the stocks and so forth, the sure. bonds or whatever that mm-hmm. they should be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great, great question. But, and you know this, uh, you, you can't build a house without a blueprint, right? So mm-hmm. how are we going to build wealth without a blueprint? So what I like to do is with, and I, and I would suggest and recommend to anybody that wants to be involved in doing investments and um, trying to grow wealth is definitely align yourself with somebody do your due diligence because not everybody in my world is a great person to work with, mm-hmm. right? Just like doctors or attorneys or anybody, but do your due diligence and get some sound advice from somebody. But, uh, you definitely want somebody that's going to take a holistic approach and look at the entire picture so that we know the blueprint, we have the foundation and now we can build wealth from there. So that's one of the things I love mm-hmm. about you because at Kenneth Copeland Ministries, you, you were handling all their and handling all their in- the employees. And I know you would come in, you would drive from Dallas yep. all the way out there, which is over an hour, um, leave work. You were coming out there. You weren't even making any money. No, I made nothing. You made nothing on it, but you were coming out there and you would sit down cause you were one of them. So mm-hmm. your heart was for them. And you just sit down with each individual person that wanted it and look at everything they have mm-hmm. and build them a, a portfolio and a, a plan mm-hmm. for them and their life and where they're at. For sure. And I love that about you. You know, it's like, cause I've had brokers, that, you know, I didn't make any money. Mm. They did. Yeah. They'd trade my stuff and they'd make their commissions. Yeah. But I'm looking at my account and it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I was like, forget that. I'm, yeah. I don't want to do that until you came around. Yeah. And then I said, okay, here's some money. And I'm not the kind of client that's like calling you. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Where's the money? It's yeah. like, I was just like, dude, I don't know it. You do it. You just take <laughs> yeah, care yeah, of it. Yeah. I don't want to worry about it. So if somebody wanted to like work with you and like invest money with your bank, uh-huh. Like, how should they get a hold of you? So, or do you want them to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, probably the easiest way is my, my phone number is 469-718-7162. That's a direct line to my office. If I'm busy, my assistant will answer. and um, Just let them know who you are, how you how you heard about me, and then, you know, we can definitely schedule a meeting. I'm constantly in and out of meetings all the time, so that can be hard to get a hold of. But um, But like what you were saying, when you when you have that blueprint, the other really key thing that I think people need to understand when you talk about trading and commissions is I really suggest um, that if people want to get involved into this is go a more fee-based route with, with an investment advisor. So if they are actively trading the portfolio uh, on a consistent basis, that those fees don't rack up to where they're only making the money. On a fee-based arrangement, they're basically sitting on the same side of the table as you. So if your portfolio grows in value, their income grows in value. No, I like that. Right? If, they're, if your portfolio sinks in value. Now they have incentive. Their portfolio. Now they're their, not their just income. making trades, yeah. making money. They've got incentive. If, they, if you don't make money, they don't make Correct. money. Correct. Yeah. 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 And so that's the way to align yourself with them. That's great. Well, thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you being Thank on you the show. Sir. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, subscribe. We'd love to talk to you more. And if you have any topics you'd like to hear about, please let us know. Thank you.